Welcome in to the Vol Basketball Fever Podcast. We're the podcast for Vol Basketball fans everywhere. We bring you discussions, debates, and the latest news of the Vols and Lady Vols basketball programs. Hello everyone and welcome in to another episode of the Vol Basketball Fever Podcast. I am Nathaniel Rutherford and I'm going to be joined by another special guest here on the podcast because Tennessee just keeps on rolling in recruiting in the 2021 class. This time landing elite five-star forward Brandon Huntley Hatfield originally in the 2022 class when he announced his commitment to Tennessee, also announcing that he is reclassifying to the 2021 class, retaining his five-star status. He was a top, almost top five overall prospect in the 22 class. I believe he was number six overall, uh, was the highest I saw him. Dropped a little bit when he moved down. Still on 247 Sports, number 18 overall in the composite rankings, number 21 overall. Um, I'm going to look up his rivals one really quick, but I know he is a, uh, a five-star still on there as well. Um, I don't think Rivals has updated him to a 2022 class. They have him as number two overall at his position, uh, but they still have him as the, well, it says class of 21, but that hasn't updated his actual overall ranking as of yet. But it looks like maybe they have a number 14 overall, I believe, in the 22 class beforehand. So either way, though, he's a consensus five-star joins Kennedy Chandler as another five-star in Tennessee's class. Uh, as mentioned earlier in the week, and as you uh, may have heard of the interview with his head coach, Jonas Adu, committed to Tennessee, is a high four-star, a consensus top 100 prospect, a center, a six-foot-11, seven-foot, however you want to look at him, uh, number 80 on 207 Sports, number 59 at the composite, and a borderline five-star on rivals. And they also joined Jemai Meshack, who's a four-star guard, and Quentin DeBonjay, who is a three-star for now, but I think he's going to move up a little bit. I don't know that he'll get a fourth star, but he'll move up a little bit as well. And, of course, Justin Powell, the transfer from Auburn. All of that, at least the five recruits committed to Tennessee in this 2021 class, has Tennessee as the consensus number two recruiting class in the entire country and the consensus number one recruiting class in the SEC in men's basketball. On Rivals and on 247 Sports, Tennessee is number one in the SEC, number two in the country, trailing only Michigan, and Michigan has a very stacked class um, as, as, you know, themselves. They have two five-stars in Caleb Houston and uh, Musa Diabit. Uh, Diabit? Oh, no, gosh, I, I'm going to butcher that last name, so I'm sorry. Diabit, Diabiti? Oh, goodness. I, I feel like I'm saying, ma- making that way too hard myself. Kobe Bufkin and Frankie Collins are both the top 50 players, and Isaiah Barnes is a four-star borderline top 100 player as well for Michigan. So they have a stacked class, but Tennessee also a very stacked class. They're ahead of Kentucky, ahead of Alabama, and ahead of, I think there's another SEC school that's ranked fairly high, Texas A&M in the top 25 right now as well. And Ole Miss actually knocking on the door of the top 25 on two more seven sports LSU right there around the top 30. So Tennessee number one in the SEC, number two overall, but I wanted to bring on Chris Cheney, the head coach of Scotland campus up in Scotland, PA, because he is the head coach. Uh, he was the head coach of Brandon Huntley Hatfield this past season at Scotland, PA or Scotland campus. Brandon, of course, originally played for Clarksville Academy in Tennessee 
then went to IMG Academy, and then now is at Scotland campus. So he's been around a little bit. I think you guys are going to really like this interview with Coach Cheney. Um, I, I think for me, there was a point that was particularly eye-opening uh, fairly early on here in the interview, talking about Brandon Huntley Hatfield's attitude, his personality, and kind of how it changed uh, in a positive way as he got to Scotland, uh, you know, coming from ING and coming from being, you know, basically the biggest and baddest guy around to a team that, again, he's still going to be, you know, probably was the one of, if not the best players, you know, player on that team. But just hearing kind of how his, his personality and attitude changed, I think that to me is very eye opening. I mentioned this in the interview with Coach Cheney, but uh, uh, Jerry Meyer of 207 Sports, I think he's compared Hatfield to Julius Randle, who played for. Uh, Kentucky was a one-and-done player. Nas Reed, who played for LSU, was a one-and-done player. Uh, both those guys, particularly Julius, Ra- Julius Randle, was a double-double machine at Kentucky. Um, was an exceptional player for the Wildcats. So if he turns out, if Hat- Hatfield, uh, Huntley Hatfield turns out anything like either of those guys, because Nas Reed was a good player for LSU as well, um, that's going to be very, very good for Tennessee. Uh, Hatfield, 6'9", 230. Again, Five-star, number one uh, prospect in Pennsylvania, a consensus top 25 overall player, consensus top five-star, uh, one of the top uh, players at his position listed as a power forward. Tennessee's class, I mean, this has just been a, a phenomenal class. Everyone was in love with the last class Tennessee had in the 2020 class, and for good reason. That was also a very good class, ranked number five overall in the country, uh, number, I think, three in the SEC uh, when it was all said and done, at least on 247 Sports. This one, Kenny Chandler and Brendan Huntley Hatfield are your highlights of the two five stars. And then Jonas Adu, uh, there's a chance he moves up some more. Again, I think he, he could get that fifth star on Rivals. Uh, he'll move up, I think, and be potentially a consensus, at least top 60, if not top 50 overall prospects when, when two or seven updates their rankings. Um, I don't know when they'll do it, but they will at some point. And there's also a chance, again, Quentin Nabonje moves up a little bit. I don't know if he'll get his fourth star, but I think he'll at least move up and be right now on two or seven sports. Um, in their composite, he's 292 overall, and he's not even rated in the top like 300 in their regular rankings. So I'd imagine he gets bumped up a little bit um, when the time comes again for those rankings to be revised. But I think you guys, like I said, I think you're really going to enjoy this interview with Coach Cheney. And if you're new here, we've gotten a lot of new listeners um, with these interviews lately, and just as the podcast has gone on, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for for listening to the podcast. Share it with a friend. If you know a Vol fan, if you know someone who's an SEC basketball fan, hopefully you will find our podcast enjoyable, enlightening, uh, just an overall joy to listen to, I hope, and you'll enjoy the engagement when Gene Henley and I come back next week, probably early on, probably on on Monday or so, to talk about everything going on and give our thoughts on Tennessee's complete roster overhaul overhaul that may not be done yet. I think there's a good chance you'll see probably another transfer coming in or maybe another recruit coming in as well in the 21 class, so we'll see. But I, th- I think Tennessee still has room to add at least one, if not two more guys to this uh, roster. And there's a chance that you hear something about John Fulkerson um, here coming up soon as well. And I think it'll be positive news for Tennessee as well. But again, where you can be found everywhere podcasts are found. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on the Podbean app, and now also on iHeartRadio. We're at Vol Hoops Fever on Twitter and Vol Basketball Fever on Facebook. Also, congratulations to Renaya Davis from Lady Balls being drafted number nine overall 
by the Minnesota Lynx in the WNBA draft. So congratulations to Renaya. That's awesome. Fantastic going in the top 10. She slipped a little bit further than I thought she was going to. I thought she'd be a top six, maybe top five draft pick in the WNBA draft. Slipped a little bit, but I, I think hopefully she'll have a little chip on her shoulder there and want to go prove people and say, hey, I should have gone higher. I know I'm a good player because she's a fantastic player, and I hope she goes and just destroys the competition in the WNBA for years to come. I was, I was selfishly hoping to see her go to Chicago because I think that'd be awesome to see her play with Candace Parker. Uh, alas, though, did not happen, but I'm very, very excited and happy for Renaya and for the Lady Vols as well. But without further ado, let me get to my interview here with Coach, uh, coach Chris Cheney from Scotland Campus, the head basketball coach uh, for last year in high school of New Tennessee signee, because he officially signed uh, Wednesday, or th Thursday night, excuse me, with Tennessee in the 21 class. Of New Tennessee signee, five-star Brandon Huntley Hatfield, here is my interview with Coach Chris Cheney. And I am joined again by a special guest this week because Tennessee just keeps on getting big additions on the recruiting trail. I uh, had last week, or last episode actually, was an interview uh, about Jonas Adu, Tennessee's newest commitment in the 2021 class. But Tennessee had another commitment in the 2021 class, and it's a big one. Five-star Brandon Huntley Hatfield uh, reclassified from the 2022 class to the 21 class. And I am happy to have his head coach at Scotland Campus Basketball, Chris Chaney, uh, to come on to the podcast. Coach Chaney, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Hey, definitely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to let our listeners know, if they don't know who you are, to kind of let you introduce yourself a little bit because and kind of let them know, you know, how much weight your praise and evaluation has because uh, I, I know <laughs> uh, you are a very, very storied head coach and have a, you know, a very strong track record. So, you know, let, let us just know just kind of, you know, how many NBA players you've ended up coaching, you know, all these, all these guys you've coached. So how much, you know, weight your evaluation really carries. No, I appreciate that, and I've been doing it for a while, and and again, coach close to it's getting close to thirty years, but it's it's been a great ride for me, and I've had a lot of great players and assistant coaches. Guys have become assistant coaches that play for me, and I mean it's been it's been a great ride, but we're we're definitely uh, happy about this year's uh, team and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean. I've been at a lot of different prep schools and including schools in Maryland, uh, Canterbury school, Newport school, Laurel Baptist, and then schools in North Carolina, Laurenburg Institute, Patterson school, and a couple of schools in Florida. So it's, it's been great. I've been at Scotland campus for five years and I've been lucky in all these years of had over 800 wins and and obviously like you said 19 NBA guys and over 150 division one guys so it's been um I mean it's definitely been great and and the most important thing is not the wins and the NBA guys and it's been the great relationships and the, and the culture we've have built and and Tennessee has also been a special place just because I've had players. Uh, Bobby Mays was one of my ex-players, who's now Brandon's AAU coach, and me and him are like family. And I had Cameron Tatum that played at Tennessee. So, um, and I've been to Knoxville plenty of times. It, it's definitely one of the best college towns I've I've ever seen, really. So, 
Yeah, I didn't realize you'd been to Knoxville and had that close a, of a relationship. I, I knew about the, you know, Bobby Mays, but I didn't know about Cam Tatum's. So that's really cool. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I it's it's I actually went uh, back in the day. I actually went on Bobby Mays' college visit with him. Wow, um, that's how close me and him were. And um, so no, I, it's I've been to a lot of games there, and and it's and again being part of Bobby Mays's helping him out a little bit with his AU program a couple of years ago that we used to, we used to be over there all the time. So that's really cool. Uh, for those of you who are listening who don't know, Scotland campus is up in uh, Franklin County, Pennsylvania. So up in Pennsylvania is where uh, this is obviously Brandon Huntley Hatfield who Tennessee just got the commitment from uh, played in Clarksville, Tennessee for a while. And then is, you know, moved up to Scotland County or Scotland campus, excuse me. And, and also, like you said, played with Bobby Mays and the B Mays elite AAU team uh, so a lot of connections obviously in the state of Tennessee for Brandon and it sounds like obviously with you too coach um, so as for yeah. Brandon let, let's kind of dive in to uh, him right now the, the five star who just committed to UT uh, so he like I mentioned reclassified from the 22 to the 21 class uh, I'm just watching his film to me he looks pretty physically developed and everything but I'm, I'm curious from your assessment you know do you do you believe he's mature enough and ready physically enough to come in and play in a very athletic and uh you know big sec conference yeah there's no doubt i mean i'm um i've known brandon for a couple years and to see and i actually texted with him and bobby last night and i there was a i was talking about a situation where how proud i was of brandon this year i mean you gotta think about brandon he he was at img academy beautiful campus unreal place for two years and made the change to a more blue collar type place at Scotland campus. And that's what he, be honest with you, that's what he needed. He needed to get back to his roots a little bit, get back to, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, I know I'm very talented, but I'm going to get the mindset of, I'm going to outwork everybody also and um, buy into everything. And, and and by the end of the season, I, I've never in the years I've seen him, I've never uh, never seen him like this. So I think he's not just physically ready, but I think he's mentally ready for anything that comes. And I was talking to Bobby last night, and Bobby was like, "I, I can't believe how how good Brandon like he always wants to be in the gym now. He always wants to do this, always wants to do that." And so, I mean, stuff like that, we all know that that's going to take him to where he needs to go. Well, that's awesome. That, in fact, a question I was going to ask later, I'll, I'll go ahead and ask now because I think it, it's applicable. Personality-wise, what, what is what is Brandon like on the court? You mentioned, you know, getting back to his roots and kind of getting back and is, is it different than he, you know, than he has been before. What is he like kind of on and off the court? Is he, you know, on the court? Is he kind of a, you know, is he a, is he a fighter? Is he a guy who can take the reins if needed to yeah I'm, I'm just kind of curious what he you know what kind of yeah, personality he has, I mean, attitude he, he has yeah i mean on the court i mean like when he came one of the reasons he came to scotland campus obviously we've been a top five prep program the last couple of years but he's like yeah, i want to i want a new challenge i want to be the man i said well being the man isn't just putting up 20 points a game doing this doing that it's being being a leader showing showing everybody what you need to do on an everyday basis, outworking everybody, being positive with your teammates all the time. And, again, 
the last, especially the last month of the season, he was doing all of it. And I, it, it made me very proud of him and, and definitely so happy that, I mean, not like he wasn't, uh, had a bad attitude or anything like that before, mm-hmm. but to take it to the next level was, hey, hey sometimes things aren't going to go right. So guess what? I'm going to reset my reset button and, and go and do make the next play the best play I can possibly make it. When a teammate missed him or something, he hey, positively talked to him and all that stuff. So there's things that he was never doing before he was doing at the end. And off the court, really nice kid. Big heart, um, great teammate, loves his teammates. I mean, I just saw on Twitter one of his teammates was, hey, I love you, Brandon, you're the best, all that kind of stuff. And that's that's what everybody felt about him. And that's, in my opinion, very important. Yeah, that's very important. You, you're absolutely right about that. Um, that's good to hear. Um, on the actual court as, as a player, I, I believe it was uh, Jerry Meyer from 207 Sports I saw that was, you know, writing who he, th- he, who he thought Brandon kind of reminded him of. And he, he liked him to the, the you know, a, a Julius Randle type out of Kentucky and Nas Reed when he played LSU. W- what would you kind of say? Are those, those, those comparisons kind of accurate? You know, how would you kind of liken his overall game? I'll kind of get to more specifics in a second. But w- would you say those comparisons are even close to being accurate for Brandon? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of in the same ballpark. I mean, he's – I haven't really had one guy that said, well, he's, he's like him, he's like him. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he, he there's no doubt he brings a lot to the table. And like I've told a lot of people, he fits – he fits how the game is played today uh, more than a lot of kids just because of his versatility, because of his basketball IQ – because he's he's a really good passer. Obviously, we all know he really scored and shoot it. So, and then this year he he started hey defending. I can defend a couple of different positions. Well, let's let's prove it on an everyday basis. Let's do it. So he he started doing the intangibles that, in, in my opinion, he wasn't doing before. And again, that's I think to to help Tennessee get where they want to get to with definitely with the the program they already have and the kids they got coming in. Uh, I mean, to have somebody like Brandon is definitely going to help the calls. Yeah, that, I think it absolutely will. Um, to go to the more specifics about his, his game, what kind of offensive player is he? Because to me, um, just like I said, just watching from film, it, it seems like he's really athletic and long. He seems comfortable playing as a four but I also wondered, you know, could he slide down and play a three if he had to? Is he good in the paint, or does he prefer kind of, you know, playing, you know, in a kind of running the floor situation? How, how would you describe his offensive game? Yeah, I mean, I think he can play. I think he can play either position. I mean, I think the four might be his best position, but I, I definitely think, like I said, with basketball IQ and he's an unreal passer, and he he and a lot of people don't realize how good of a passer he is. So, I mean, he's he's got a good feel for the game. He knows the game. Um, and then, again, this year we're, we're telling him, hey, because last year I watched him a little bit. Not last year, but the year before I watched him a little bit in AAU, and he was staying on the perimeter too much and stuff like that. So I said, hey, you got I want you to be an all-around player. I want you to chase every rebound. I want you to uh, attempt every – rebound do everything possible to get you where you want to get to 
and that's exactly what he started doing. And he found, like we talked about before with the intangibles, he found, oh, well, I'm scoring more because of that. I'm being more active when I don't get the ball or doing stuff like that. So, again, with him, it it was never the talent. It was basically the little things and the mindset. And I think he's definitely made that adjustment to be where he wants to be. So it's one thing, you know, post players are usually you know good at getting you know, getting the ball in the post and, and taking a couple of dribbles and, and, you know, doing their thing. But it looked like from a few things I saw on his film, it seems like Brandon's actually a pretty good ball handler. He, he seems pretty comfortable, you know, moving around the perimeter there. Would you say that's pretty accurate yeah, that, he, that he's yeah. a good ball handler? No, we, we definitely, we wanted him. I mean, one of the things we always talked about, one through four with us this year, if you got the rebound, you, you, you become the point guard. And until you show me that you can make the right decisions, then I'll let you do what you need to do. And he, he really liked that. And, 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 and my, for my thought, it was like, okay, you know, that'll make him rebound even more. So it kind of, it kind of worked both ways, but again, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna make the right play. He's, he's not worried about scoring, but, but if you need him to score, he can definitely score in bunches. So on the other end of the court, on defense, how would you describe him defensively? Is he a shot blocker, more of an on-ball defender? You know, how would you kind of describe his defensive game? I don't think he's more – I mean, he can block shots and stuff, mm-hmm. but I, I wouldn't call him a elite rim, rim protector or anything like that. But I think he's more of a uh, – especially in today's game, like I said, he's more of a – I can play, I can guard this position, I can guard this position, I can guard that position. So for teams that switch a lot or stuff like that, he can guard almost each position. So it's with his length and and his basketball IQ, I think he, I think he took it personal this year a lot more than he's ever taken it. And like, Hey, I'm not going to let this guy score. So it's, it's um there's no doubt he can and i know the coaching staff will, will even get more out on them this year and so i mean i'm definitely looking forward to seeing the growth continue so i think based on your previous answers i have a feeling of where this answer might go but I, i'm curious yep. to hear it um what is the the thing you were most impressed with with him this year whether it was you know a growth of a certain aspect or something else what, what was something that really this whole season or just one moment what was something that you know most impressed you with brandon this year yeah i mean i definitely think it was the mindset thing mm-hmm. i definitely i mean i i just think i was worried when he came in i was like well how is he going to come in is he going to come in like hey, i'm better than everybody else or am i going to come in this or that and and he came in with the right mindset and like hey i'm going to be a team member but then he went through some again good and bad like everybody else does and he, he just like I said he figured he started figuring it out and to see the growth of it and to see him become the best teammate possible to, to doing all these little things and all that kind of stuff that I know that you have to have at the next level so I mean I think the learning process for him at Tennessee won't be as much than the average high school kid and remember he's he's been away from home for the last three years so and at two very good programs so it definitely 
I mean, that's going to help them out a lot too, because a lot of them, um, most of these kids have just come from straight from their high school and never been away from home and always been the man and all that kind of stuff. So for Brandon, he's played with great players. He's, he's had different roles and all that kind of stuff. So I think he's, I think he's ready for whatever challenge comes to him. Yeah, I think it's a, a critical aspect you mentioned there of being away from home because, like I said, he you know he played in Clarksville, so he's technically an in-state kid, but he hasn't been you know playing at in-state high school for the last few years. So I think that's that's something that is not always the case for you know these these big-time prospects. A lot sometimes, well, I guess it's more probably true for the big-time prospects. You get them going to places like IMG and Scotland and, and places like that. But that's a very good point. You know, he's he's. He's had time away from home and knows kind of how to uh, conduct himself away from home. Yeah, it definitely makes a big difference. I mean, I, I see uh, not just him, but I see it from most guys when they come at the beginning of the year and I see him come at the end of the year. And it's not just becoming a better basketball player, but it's becoming it's that maturity level. It's it's that um, doing stuff on your own level. It's it's. Um, time management level and all that kind of stuff. So it's a lot of stuff that, that just the average person doesn't realize how, how important that type of stuff is. So I, I I think this upcoming season, Tennessee will have more scores and more consistent scores than they did this past year. That was kind of the, the big issue they had was not, con- not enough consistent shooting and scoring. So I don't think they will have to, you know, or ask Brandon game in and game out to be you know, the main guy, the, the main scorer. But Rick Barnes does like to move his offense through the four and five, you know, and, and through the post. So is Brandon, in your in your opinion, is he capable of being that go-to guy if needed in a game or two or, you know, in certain stretches? Uh, there's no there's no doubt about it. I mean, he can he, – he's a tough matchup. I mean, he's he's going to be – and we talked about that with him a lot of times. you got to know who's guarding you. you got to know who's who, – your teammates are getting guarded by you. Got to you. Got to be the smartest guy on the court, and and he was that for 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 a lot of time. So I, I think he, I think he can take any role and, and ride with it. And I, I mean, it seems like their team's going to have, like you said, a lot of scoring op- options. So I mean, one thing we talked about him, and he 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 was smart because we me and him had a lot of individual meetings this year and he's like hey coach what can i do what what do i need to do and and i remember the one conversation was you have one thing to do impact winning so figure out whatever it is you got to impact winning it might be rebounding more it might be making that extra pass it might be hey we need a couple big buckets for you right in a row Whatever it is, you got to impact winning, and that starts from walking on the court for practice, walking on the court for warm-ups, for whatever it is. I told him it might be uh, it might be a shooting drill. You want to win that shooting drill, so it, it's again creating that habit and getting that mindset. And like I said, at the end of the last month of the year. He he wanted to win no matter what he was doing. I don't care if he was the first one walking to the locker room. He wanted to be the first one. So it was it was that type of mentality that I think he's going to bring bring to Tennessee. And I know obviously Kennedy has that same mindset and those type of guys. So it's I mean I, I definitely see a lot of good things ready to happen. 
I think this will be the last question I ask, unless I have some follow-ups to this one as well, which who knows I might. Um, but obviously, you have a relationship. You know, you, like you said, you've you've been in Tennessee um, through Brandon uh, Bobby Mays, excuse me, and and you know, coaching Cam Tatum and everything. But I'm curious, you know, it, have you had many conversations with Rick Barnes or any Tennessee's assistants or anything like that? And if you have, you know, what is your what is your what are your feelings towards Barnes and towards the Tennessee program? as it is currently yeah i mean i i really like their staff i mean um i got to know coach schwartz a little bit lately um i know they just hired um uh justin ganey and um actually last year he almost he actually almost sent his son to our uh, school last year so i mean i think that's a great hire coach barnes i've had a lot of respect for him over these years and he's actually a North Carolina guy, and actually, I I coach Bobby Mays in North Carolina, so we we have a lot of North Carolina ties too. So, again, I I think it's you're not going to get much better coaching staff than those guys, and and I know they do it the right way, and I know their players get better. So, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the progress on Brandon. Well, Coach, it's been an honor to have you on the podcast. Is there any kind of closing thoughts you'd like football fans to know about uh, Brandon or anything else before we get off here? No, I mean, just, hey, obviously great talent, um, bright future, but most importantly, big-hearted kid and, and great teammate. Awesome. Well, Coach Cheney, I really appreciate you joining me on the podcast. No, I appreciate you having me and, and definitely looking forward to hopefully talking more.